it's our, it's our, we are coming to the end of, of, of this 50-day this period. Tell your neighbor, I'm winding down. Tomorrow we're going to close off the 50-day of praise with, with, with praise, of prayer with praise. So, so you need to come. You need to come for the prayer meeting tomorrow because we, we're going to praise God together. One hour, we're just going to praise. So, so, Ennis, bring your keyboard. Singers, bring your extra songs if you must. We're just going to praise God for that one hour. Maybe longer. <laughs> I don't know. But, but we're going to praise God. Close it off in praise. Amen. But before I preach, is there anybody who's here for the very first time? This is your first time to be with us. Can you just raise your hand where you are? First time. Welcome, my brother. Welcome. Welcome, friends. Welcome. 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 Thank you for being here. Ushers, please, ushers, can you come quickly and, and just, just, just give them the welcome package. So God bless you for coming. We are amazing. Grace Parish, it's good to have you here uh, in our midst today. There's also a brother here as well in front here. Just, just, just here as well. Um, my brother here. God bless you for coming. We are, we are a church, amazing Grace Parish, and we are under a bigger body, bigger umbrella body called Redeemed Christian Church of God. So, and and we, are, we have a vision and a desire to, to bring God's presence wherever we are and, and uh, to make an impact into our society in, 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 and, and just, just bringing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're looking for a church, you don't have a church, feel free to join us and to stay here. If you're just visiting us from another church, please send greetings back to your church and, and go back with the fire of God's love for us and God's presence to your church. Amen. Last week, we, we, had, we had pastor teach us about obedience, and, and we prayed for the spirit of obedience, and I've been praying throughout this week, and, and I started to look back at an earlier message that I preached when we began this year where I said, stay in God's presence. And one of the things that I talked about in that message where I charged us and, 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 and urged us to stay in the presence of God was I said that God is seeking relationship with us. Jesus wants a relationship with us. Amen. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to relate with you. It's about relationship. Being in the presence of God says I am staying in a relationship with you. And, and I talked about several things about the presence of God then where, where I spoke from John chapter 15 verse 5 and to 7 where Jesus says, Abide in me, I am the vine and you are the branches and you must abide in me. The branch has a relationship with the vine. And, and I want to come back um, to, to, to speak about something today that has just been so much on my heart that God says we must put him first. Put God first. If you want a title, I put title to the sermon, you can call it put God first. Put God first. When you stay in the presence of God, what it means is that you put God first. God must be priority in your life. Tell your neighbor, God must be priority in your life. God is not a second thought. He's not an afterthought. He's not the last option. He is the first. Tell a neighbor he's the first option. He's not the one you go to when everything else has failed. He's the one you go to before you try anything else. 
That's the relationship that God wants. And so when God was speaking to us last week about that, we need to be obedient. He began to prompt my heart to say, obedience comes out of relationship. It comes out because we are connected. Because we are linked together. And therefore, I feel I can trust God. I know I can trust God. I believe I can go with God. Why? Because I have a relationship with God. I relate to him. The Bible says God gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that he might die for us, that we could be in a relationship with him. John chapter 1 and verse 12, it says that, you know, for, for those that received him, who received Jesus, he gave them the right to be called the children of God, no longer people. No longer just part of the population, but he gave them right to be called children of God. Amen. Amen. It's a relationship. There's a father-son relationship. And God wants us to have that kind of relationship with him. He's not looking for activity. He's looking for relationship. He's not looking for you to be in church. He's looking for relationship. Because there are many that are in church but have no relationship to God. My wife was speaking yesterday in the prayer meeting and says, and we were praying, and she was saying, let's not be like prostitutes. Let me give you an understanding of what that means. You see, a prostitute will have a moment with a man or a woman because you also have male prostitutes. What he wants or what she wants is not to relate with that person. They just want the benefits of that moment. So it's either money or sex. That's why they are doing what they are doing. There's a payout at the end. And so they will go and they will be friendly and they will be nice and they will do all kinds of things. The moment they get their money, they walk out and all that is doesn't matter what happens to the man or the woman. Doesn't matter whether he has a family or he has children. Doesn't matter whether his mother is sick. They don't care. Once they get their money, your sick mother, goodbye. You could tell. You, 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 the guy could tell the prostitute about my mother is sick and so forth and so forth. But okay, let's go into the hotel room. After the hotel room business is finished, she doesn't care. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's not about the relationship. But a wife to the husband will care when mother is sick and mother is not feeling well. Why? Because there is a relationship. There is a relationship. So God is not looking for the activity. The fact that you are here in church, God is not looking for that. God is looking at your heart. It's about what's in your heart, what's flowing in your heart because it's in the heart that you have love. It's in the heart that you will bring out the fact that you love God. It's with your heart that you will show where your priorities are. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. From the things that are within your heart, you will speak. The reason I speak a lot of the word is because I have a lot of the word in my heart. If I also put a lot of football in my heart, I also speak a lot of 
The Arsenal supporters don't want to say anything now. If I put a lot of theology in me, I'll speak a lot of theology. Thank God I've got the word of God, not just the theology. We must have a relationship with God because God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's about relationship. And Jesus, when he was talking to that woman in John chapter 4, he says, you know what, woman, it's not about you going to Jerusalem or going to that mountain. Those are the activities that we do. But God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Why? Because there are people that will go up onto the mountain without worshiping God in spirit and in truth. There are people that are here in church not because they want to be here, but because they want to please the sister. They are here because they want to, you know, did I ever tell you of a story of a brother who was coming to church so that he could please his mother who would call him to say, did you go to church today? An elderly man like you, afraid that mom is going to call out of Africa and ask, did you go to church today? I need to have a story to tell mom. I can't tell mom I was in, in the bed sleeping. So let me just go to church, listen to Pastor Farai. After Pastor Farai is finished, I can call mom. Mom, you know what? I've been to church. There's no relationship with God. But God is seeking people with a relationship with him. I was accused one time by one brother to say, but pastor, you're saying that some people are just worshiping God from the mind. Yeah, because God is seeking those that worship him from the heart, not from the mind. The mind is the first place, but it must end up from the heart. When you worship God from the mind, you end up with religion. We must start at two and end at quarter past two. Then we start the next session and end it at 29 past. So that at half past, we start the next one. That's the mind speaking. And we lose the heart for God. But God wants us to be a people that worship him in spirit and in truth. And so Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 to 34. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom, his kingdom. Whose kingdom? God's kingdom. Did I, did I read it well? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not the kingdom of the Netherlands. Or the kingdom of Zimbabwe. Or the kingdom of Farai. You know, we all have our small kingdoms. If you come to my house, that's my, that's my territory. <laughs> you can't do what you want in my house. You have to seek permission even to get in with your shoes because that's my territory. Yeah. So, so, so you, have to, you have to understand the territory. I went to a, a brother's house one time and he says, these are the slippers you wear, so please leave your shoes here. <laughs> I looked at my shoes. Are my shoes that does? It's not about your dirty shoes or your clean shoes. These are the slippers you wear when you step into the house. It's his kingdom. And you have to abide by the rules of his kingdom. If you don't want, you stay outside. And God is our king. And we must key in to his kingdom. We must get in to do the things of his kingdom. He rules over the earth and he rules over your life. If he takes the breath which he holds from you, you are nothing. 
He says, men's days are like a flower, they wither. He can cause the sun to scorch and they will wither. But thanks be to God, he shields us, preserves us, keeps us because he has a desire that you will come into a relationship with him. That's what he's seeking. And so this year, from today, I want you to begin to check your life. Am I seeking God first? Is God first in my life? Who is number one? Your job? Your studies? MSC becomes number one. I was challenging, so, so we're talking with, with Brother Sunday last night, and I was saying, but Sunday, you and me did masters here. So when somebody tells me, Pastor, I had an assignment, what's so special about the assignment? That they had to miss church for an assignment. I did PhD here, and I can count the number of times I missed church, and I can give you a clear reason. Most of the time, I was not here. But it was never because I had to do my PhD. If you have to do an experiment on a Sunday, you have to go and count your, your flowers. It's okay. But you know what? Some of the excuses we give says God is not number one. I also have children. And I can tell you, one time I, I sent my wife to the hospital and I came here to preach. And after the preaching, I said to people, I'm sorry, goodbye. I have to follow up my wife to see what's happening to my son who may be admitted. But after that, I knew what God did. Because God said, because you could honor me to say, okay, I'm not going to cancel service because I have to go to the... You know, there are some people who cancel meeting because they have to attend to their own business. Deprive all these other people of what God wants to do because they want to attend to their own. Who's number one in your life? You know what, church? God is calling us to, to walk in obedience and part of walking in obedience says we must have a relationship with God. Tell your neighbor, have a relationship with Jesus. He's not, looking for, he's not looking for religion. He's looking for relationship. You hear me, church? It's not enough for you to say, I'm in RCCG, Amazing Grace Parish. Because God never said, let there be RCCG and I'll be happy with you just being in RCCG. No. He says, I want you to have a relationship with me. He didn't die so that you could say, I'm in this church and our church, as long as I'm in church, I'm fine. No, he wants you to be in a relationship with him. It goes beyond church. It goes beyond the ritual of search the scripture and then praise and worship and then prayer and then testimony and then goes beyond that. It's about your heart given out to the Lord. And Joel chapter 2, we've been talking a lot about Joel, Joel that have been joining the prayers. How God says, rend your heart and not your garments. Because it's not about the outside, it's about the inside. That which we don't see. Where is your heart? God wants your heart. God wants your heart. So put your heart in the right place, in the hand of God. Amen. And so he says, seek ye first his kingdom or the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We must live a holy life. There is no excuse. And all these things will be given to you as well. You know, all the things that we desire, they will be given to us. But it starts first with a relationship. Some years ago, I was praying to say, God, what now, what next? 
you know, and I was talking to one of my senior pastors and he says to me, there comes a certain level if you have a relationship with God where you know that you cannot just go anywhere. You could, but you just cannot. Why? Because you understand that now you have to go with God. You have to move with the Lord. You need God to instruct you where to go next. I could have got a job in another place. I could have gone back to Zimbabwe to start a business. But unless God has spoken to say, go there, you just cannot go. And he was also in a time of transition. So we're sharing notes together. And he was saying, this is what I understand, God, that you know what? I need God to speak clearly before I move because I want to move with God. Where God is, that's where I want to be. And yes, God may be present everywhere, but you want to be where God really is for your life. Because there is a place where God will be with just you and you alone. There is a place where God will connect with just you and you alone. So from all the words that I've preached in the last 15 minutes, we have all connected with different words. Why? Because there's just a moment that God is just with you and you alone. You can see it from your faces that you connected when I began and you are connecting with me now. You are connecting, you connected with me somewhere in between. Why? Because there is a place where God just connects with you and you alone. So whatever you do, you must go with God. You need to move with God. You need to be in a relationship with God. God desires that we seek him first and that he will then add all the other things into our lives. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, the Bible says God would come in the cool of the day to speak to Adam and Eve, to have fellowship with Adam and Eve, to just meet with Adam and Eve. Why? Because God is a relational God. When God was making men, he says, let us make men. Why? Because he's a God who is relational. Relationships matter. Tell your neighbor, relationships matter. They make all the difference. We relate with one another in church. So it's also not enough for you to just say, I come to church and I go away. You need to be with the children of God. You need to relate. Because life is about relationship. But the most important relationship you must have is your relationship with God. Relationship with Jesus. A relationship with the Holy Spirit. And, and one of the things that God began to help me to understand was that he says, our relationship with him begins to help us to move in obedience to him. It's if you have a relationship with God, it's easy to obey. It's easy to follow him. Because you know he knows tomorrow from today. Because you know he understands the way that you don't know. Because you also know that he makes a way even where there is no way. So this is why Abraham could stand up and say, God, you say I should just go. I will go. Why? Because you make a way where there is no way. 
You make a path where there is no path. And there's a relationship that's going on there. There's a relationship that he's culturing with God. And the more he builds his relationship, the more he begins to see greater things about God. Moses was learning about God, learned about God from his mother and his sister. And at a certain moment, he began to see the Israelites fighting. And he thought, that's not what I've been learning about God. Why is the relationship he had with God that prompts him to do what he does? He sees the Egyptian punishing the Israelites. It's a relationship he has with God. It's not just about trying to find justice. It's a relationship he has because he's been knowing God. And by the time God says, Moses, I want you to go back to get my people. Why does God choose him? It's because there's a relationship that he has with him. And later on, God would testify to say, Moses, I speak to him as a man speaks to a man. Because he's my friend. He's a humble guy. He's my friend. It's about relationship. Moses continuously went into the presence of God continuously dwelt with why he was just talking to God he was just relating with God relationship with God makes all the difference and I want you to understand that that your relationship with God must be priority number one each and every day God must be priority God must be priority it's easy to come up with excuses I could give you a ton of excuses and over the years as a pastor, I've heard all kinds of excuses. So if you want a catalog of excuses, I can give you. I've heard all kinds of excuses. And they remain excuses. That's what I've learned. So I learned to discipline myself not to make those excuses. And you must come to a place where you prioritize God. Amen prioritize God I know these kind of sermons get less amens huh? <laughs> but this is this is the output of all our fasting and prayer when I saw half the church come up here to be prayed for the spirit of obedience I said God has I, have I am I a pastor of obedient people disobedient people now that was what struck my heart so when I was walking here and I looked back and I saw half the church said God half my church is disobedient Sounds horrible, right? Because we all have our small issues. Your disobedience is different from his, is different from his, different from hers, different from hers. You have all small issues. If I were to ask you, you would tell me all kinds of things. And you probably not tell me the real disobedient points, but you tell me all kinds of things. It's, it's all different. But you know what? God then began to strike me and say, you've been praying for revival. Revival starts with the heart. So if people can be honest like this, I know I have hope. Do you hear what I said, church? I know I have hope. If you cannot hide to say I've been disobedient, Lord, heal me. I know I have hope. If you can come to the altar and say, God, I'm here. I need you to give me that grace, that, that spirit of obedience. I know I have hope. I know I've got a people that are going to heaven. I don't want to be a pastor of people that are going to hell. And this is why I'm telling you, your relationship with God must be solid. Tell your neighbor, let your relationship with God be solid. That's why you came here. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. And that relationship is going to prompt you 
to keep going stronger. When they come to tempt you this way, your relationship with Jesus will matter. You will say no. When they pull you that way, your relationship with Jesus will matter. You will say no. I've been, I've been in places where they've laughed at me when they say, you are a Christian and so you're not going to do what you do. Yes, I'm not going to do what you do. My relationship with Jesus matters more than me fitting in. Once told some people, say, you're going to fail your course, I'd rather fail. But I'm not going to miss being in the presence of God. And you know what? I never failed. They ended up calling me pastor when I was in university. Um, be, be, why? Because I kept saying, my God will come first. And so if the pass mark has to be changed for my sake, it shall be changed. Because I've put God, I said, I've put God where? So put God first. Put God first. Put God first. Put him first. Put him first. It will save you, deliver you. Put him first. Because God will begin to take care of the things that you're struggling with. That struggle, I've got put him first. Put him first. Let's rise to our feet as I close. God must be first priority in your life. And as your relationship becomes stronger with him, he will begin to take care of the peripheral issues. Praise and worship team, can you come forward? I want you to pray while we wait for the praise and worship team. I want you to pray and say, Father, help me to prioritize you. Help me to lift up my relationship. I don't know where your relationship is with God right now. But, but I want you to pray for your relationship with God. So let's close our eyes and just begin to pray. All eyes closed and just begin to pray so that you can focus on yourself. Focus on just you and you alone. In the name of Jesus, my God. Pray for your relationship with God. Say, Lord, help my relationship with God. Help me in the place of my prayer. Help me in the place of my reading the word. Help me in the place of just walking with you, of hearing your voice and obeying you. Help me, oh God. And if there are specific areas you know you've not been obeying God, just go before God. Take this moment. Be alone with God in this moment. And say, Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. It's not about that my mother goes to church. It's about you. Where is your heart? It's not about I, I have to be here because it's good to be here. It's about where is your heart with God? Where is your heart with the Lord? Where is your heart with Jesus? Sometimes we, we ought to be on fire for God. But because we've not allowed our relationship with God to, to blossom and flourish, we are far away. But I pray today is your turnaround. Today is your turnaround. Let your relationship grow again. God, in the name of Jesus. And maybe you are here and you have not given your life to Jesus. You've not said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Be the Savior of my life. Maybe you hear you do not have that relationship with Jesus. While all eyes are closed, I give you the opportunity to just raise your right hand. 
and I'm going to pray with you. Lord Jesus, come into my life. This is when you don't have that relationship with Jesus. You've never given your life to Jesus. But you want Jesus to come in and have his place. Be the Lord of your life. All eyes closed. Just raise your hand and I'll pray with you. My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those that are raising their hands. I pray, Lord Jesus, today that God, Jehovah, as they raise their hands, oh, Father, that God, you will come into their lives. I pray that God, Jehovah, you will have mercy on them as you had mercy on me and many others, Lord. And made them your children. I pray that God, you will receive these. Forgive them, Lord. Wash them with your blood. Thank you that you died on the cross for them that they could be your children. I pray today, God, that Jesus, they will come to you. The Father, Lord Jehovah, let there be a turnaround in their lives as they give themselves to you, as they surrender to you, Lord God. I commit them to you, Jesus. I pray that, Heavenly Father, their lives, O oh God, shall begin to experience the touch of your love, the touch of your grace, your mercy, your goodness, your favor. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you.